Hello everyone and welcome back to Creative Psychopaths. This is just Mark again at the top of the show, just uh, doing a little introduction for you. This week I'm talking to Jacob about modern horror classic Saw. And with that said, I want to play a game. You've spent your life listening to podcasts like it's completely free entertainment, which, okay, it kind of is. Um, hmm. Anyway, go on to whatever platform you listen to this. Give it a rating and review. Otherwise, well, okay, nothing will actually happen to you, but imagine yourselves trapped in some kind of sadistic trap. Grr, spooky. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast where each week I talk to a guest about their history with horror movies and a movie of their choice with a couple of fun questions at the end creating a delightful horror sandwich. This week I'm joined by Jacob and we are going to be talking about Saw 2004 but obviously before that I'll stop being rude and say hello now. Hello. Hey. Hi, hi everybody. I am Jacob. I have energy and I'm ready to talk. And that's not an awkward intro for me at all. Wow, there's a fly in my room. Why is there a fly? Okay, cool. That was a bit of an ADHD um, intro there. <laughs> I've been distracted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Um... <laughs> now, all I have to do is um kill time while i find the questions on my phone oh here they are excellent I actually have them. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's good job you've got them um i'm ready to go right okay well let us get started then um i'm gonna just switch the questions around a second so we're gonna start with when did you become a horror fan probably so it was probably around the age of 10 yeah because um I had like older siblings and they uh, obviously wanted to watch horror, horror movies. Like I think the oldest one is like 10 years, eight years above me. And so like they were obviously into horror movies at the time. So I always wanted to sneak and watch them. But I'd say probably around 10 because that's when I saw the first Jaws movie. Wow, and I remember yeah. just thinking, wow, that was a really good movie. It was on TV and I remember just like instantly falling in love with the series yeah, And then I kind of moved forward with like Alien and Predator and all these different things. And then around high school, I started like looking at like, oh, what makes these movies scary and whatnot? Really um, insidious helped me fall back into love with horror during high school. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm pleased that Jaws was your jumping off point. I, I, I don't, I've never made any secret on here. Jaws is my absolute favorite movie of all time. I think some people don't mm. like to sit in the horror category for some reason. And I think. Uh, I can part, understand that. Yeah. I think part of the reason, though, is because people don't like to have their favorite film be a horror movie. <laughs> you know? It, yeah. It sits, horror sits in that bracket of not being good movies or at least not being great movies, if that makes sense. It's um, like. The response I usually have to that kind of thing is like, um, well, it's essentially just a monster movie. 
It is, yeah. It's, I without it, a doubt. It's a really good monster movie. Yeah. Right? But it's just a really good example. It's like, well, no, it breaks its boundary, and now you want to take it away from that boundary. It's like, no. No. And uh, Jaws, Jaws does have some truly terrifying moments. That first kill's yeah. really scary, and uh, later on, the one in the pond is where you just vaguely see a part of the shark. Um, hmm. Do you know what? I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to steer away from this because I'll end up talking about Jaws the whole time. Yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> want to spoil episode 100 for you. <laughs> so, um, so is that the first horror you can remember seeing then, Jaws? Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, the first okay. horror I remember seeing, and wait, let me just double check that I haven't muddled up my answers here. Yeah, no, the first horror I actually remember seeing isn't actually a horror. Oh, okay. It was a scary movie. But right. once again, I was very young at the time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I couldn't directly watch the movie. Yeah. I could only, like, watch clips when my siblings were watching and I was trying to sneak into the um, out back room, the back yeah. room where they would watch it. And it was, like, some of those sequences, if you're, like, a tiny kid, are actually, like, in the first one can actually genuinely be terrifying like if you only see like the middle and the beginning part of that locker room sequence to a kid that is quite terrifying yeah yeah and then you've got the added suspense of like my dad coming over and me like what are you doing <laughs> you're not going to be watching this oh no you had your own tension building yeah. Um, yeah i mean in fairness scary movie hits hits the sort of slasher beats you know it's mm, obviously yeah. it is a comedy but yeah, you know, without a doubt, just because it's parodying, it still hits those slasher movie beats. So yeah, mm. Mm. I wonder if Definitely. I've, just, I wonder if I've just given myself um, leeway to do that on this on this podcast. <laughs> just like prepping and like this is an excuse for a future episode. I'm totally going to run with this. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of great horror comedies that I do want to get around to doing. Um, I wouldn't have. I never even thought about scary movie, but now I've defended it. I, I'm adding it to the list. I would say you can get away with one, probably not any of the others. No, yeah, because they do get more and more stupid. Yeah, they dive off that end straight away. Yeah, Sorry. they do. Yeah, but that first one's great. I think I get a feeling the second mm. one's okay. No, it's the second one's definitely out of the two. I actually think the second one's funnier. But yeah. it, it, it jumps more into like the parody elements. Right. Okay. Where I feel like the first one was like they were almost trying to recreate horror scenes and then add comedy on top. Right. Where yeah. The second one was more like straight up. This is what people dug about the last one. We're going to just dive into that fully. Let's and it works. It yeah. Works it works for that yeah. one. That one. Oh, I remember because the second one is um, the haunting of Hill House, or or it's it, it's like its predecessor. Yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah. Or, no, it's yeah. Um, yes, I, I tell you what. I tell you why I love that movie. Let's let's just do that because um, the clown from Poltergeist gets its comeuppance in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really funny, but we don't like to talk about that scene nowadays. <laughs> no. But still, right, anyway, Bloody. let's let's keep moving forward. Um, so what is the scariest horror movie? Um, scariest horror movie. 
Well, I was actually going to say, I actually did write down last week when I was prepping my answers to say The Exorcist. All right. Okay. Then uh, I listened to like, I think it was like yesterday, I was listening to your latest one that came out. And the guest was just like, can't say Exorcist. Everyone's going to say Exorcist. The thing is, nobody has said Exorcist so far. (laughs) I know. I know. I was like, that's why I picked it. I was like, this is one. I I, I actually listened to your podcast and I was like, I'm so prepared. I'm going to say The Exorcist because that's a clear choice and no one said that. Yeah. And then just like short fall, someone's gone. Can't say the exorcist. Um, <laughs> um, I think the scariest movie is kind of like a uh, to try and uh, wing my way through a better answer now. Um, I think the scariest movie is kind of like a relative term because right. I remember when I was like a really little kid, the um, the uh, elevator scene from Final Destination 2 mm-hmm. was absolutely horrifying to me. Just like where the chick gets decapitated. And I was like, but um, (laughs) that scared the hell out of me. But now it's like almost a laughable scene. I think it really depends on what like the genres are, what you get used to. Um, I would really like to talk up the first Conjuring movie. Because it's just, it did such an amazing, and I think that's one of the ones that's going to beat that system and kind of remain timeless. Because it did a really good job of just, building suspense where it's like we're just going to limit what kind of horror elements we're going to chuck in here and we're just going to create suspenseful scenes yeah you're right um and that movie is it that's the one that's got the hide and clap or whatever it is and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's like yeah third clap truly even truly like one of the scariest the- the sequence when they're like going through the basement and there's like deliberately like limited areas and you can see like that kind of like affecting other movies going forward not that it was like exactly the first one to go yeah. in but you've got like um you've got like quarrel and all them where it's like also limited area and all these things i really like james Dawn. I, I think he's a fantastic director yeah yeah um yeah Someone's going to have to choose the exorcist at some point, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did without doing it because that was <laughs> my little cheat. Yeah. Well, I think um, I had avoided doing the big uh, movies at first because I didn't want to, like, not do them justice, as it were. But I think mm-hmm. I didn't have to get around to doing the exorcist and things like that. So, um, you know. And that is a scary movie, and it's got a legacy of being scary as well. Mm. I think that's partly what adds to it, too. Um, anyway. I don't, I don't think it's that. I think it's, I think it's a really good um, soloist picture mm. that you don't need any outside information for it. No, that, like is, it, that is true. It's, it's very much like if you were to sit, and because a lot of it's practical, if you were to like sit someone down and get them to watch it now, right by themselves or even in a group in a dark room. Yeah. I think it would be just as horrifying. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. I think I just think of it from my point of view, because even though it was released before I was born, it still had hype when I was younger as being this, you know, this movie that, you know, you weren't supposed to watch really, you know, despite the fact that I don't, Mm. 
I can't remember if it was ever banned or not. I don't think it was in the UK, whereas we did have a lot of banned movies. Um, mm. Like, I mean, Evil Dead was banned for some time and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and things like that. Whereas, like I say, to me, The Exorcist has got a sort of legacy of being scary without even having ever saw it. Oh, I mean, I have seen it. Um, mm. Anyway, let's keep moving. Right. So what is the best kill that you can think of? I did think about this for quite a long, hard time. And um, so I was originally going to go like, what was the most horrifying kill? But I believe someone actually already said my answer to that. Okay. And so I actually decided to go a different mm-hmm. direction and go, what was the best kill in a horror movie in terms of ah. comedy? And that would have to absolutely be Elijah Bronsky, the sergeant from uh, Jason X. Because he's just like, I mean, it's just this, stupid elongated kill right. so have you seen jason x i have yeah no i have but um i can't so you know i can't picture because because the, the kills that stand out in that are the corkscrew and liquid nitrogen yeah 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 and um i think there's a double sleeping bag kill as well which is yeah yeah no 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 <laughs> he's he's the guy sergeant uh Sergeant Elijah Bronsky is the guy that dies like five times in that movie. Oh, really? He's like the last one of the military guys who gets like grabbed around the neck, stabbed, and he's like, that ain't going to take me down. And then so he gets stabbed again. He's like, yeah, that'll do. And then he disappears (laughs) again. And then he goes off and like reappears at a random point. It's like, I'm a fighter, Jason. And then Jason just smacks him down a hallway and he disappears again. And he's just like, continually comes back until like the end of the movie where he just like runs at Jason as the thing explodes. And then, and then you're like, Oh, so this was, this was the real death in the movie. This is where he's, he's gone now. Finally, we can lay this character. And then Jason's like coming towards the skateboard and he's just like, Nope. And he just rams into the side of Jason as they like come down to new earth. It's just, it's I remember so... that all. I don't know why. It's no, it's it's just, in my opinion, that is the best kill <laughs> because it's just, it's like five kills in one. <laughs> what more could you want? Nothing. <laughs> right. So, um, what are standout effects? Obviously, just anything from the first three Final Destinations, because mm-hmm. as those movies are not exactly masterpieces in some people's eyes. The yep. um, kills and the way they did the FX was really cool. Have you, if 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 you're listening to this at home, you should look up the YouTube videos on how they did it because they just they basically tried to do whatever they could as practical, yeah, and then yeah. and then just added little CGI moments on top of that. And so, like as an example, I think it's in Final. The one uh, I looked up for a specific example is like in Final Destination Two. There's this like scene where this ladder comes down and just crushes this guy's head. Yeah, yeah. And they made yeah. like a they made like a cast model of the dude. And yeah. so like they just filmed it like so many times of it coming down and crushing his head. And then they just overlaid the see overlaid the video of him freaking out over the top of that. So it just it seems seamless as it just takes him out. And then in that movie, like you've got the highway scene and it's like the majority of that was practical. They shut down like a big section of the highway 
to achieve that. And the only stuff that was really CGI was stuff they obviously couldn't do. Like they tried to um, do the logs rolling out in yeah. practical, but they just, they wouldn't like, you, you can see a video of it and every single time the logs just, whoosh, just roll normally out. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, that this the second final destination. That um, like you say, the effects in certainly the effects in that first dream sequence, as as they are, is um, is great. And um, even even now, I was saying to someone on another show. Even now, if I'm stuck behind one of those um, log wagons, I'm like drive past as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I used to live in a, a town called Bathurst and they used to go through all the time. It was like the worst thing because we had all these roundabouts. And then one day, one of the trucks actually flipped and it was like, this can happen. <laughs> I thought since that movie, these things would be extra secure. Apparently not. <laughs> That's a good shout. Uh, right, so a movie that needs a sequel or movies that need to stop making sequels or if you have answers for both. So unfortunately, um, another one of my answers that aren't great, I think Lake Placid, Placid needs a sequel, mm-hmm. but I, I'm i not saying that as in I want Lake Placid to just get another sequel because Lake Placid actually has quite a few yeah, sequels. Yeah. I want a like good a, sequel. I want like a, an and yeah, a good sequel. <laughs> I want like a Halloween 2016 sequel to Lake Placid because like they jumped off the like horror bandwagon fast in that movie, like that series. Yeah, uh, because the crocodile looks amazing in Lake Placid, but every single one after that, mm. it's been this sort of very poor CGI, CGI yeah, almost sort of Sharknado esque. Yeah. CGI and it's amazing to me that this horror movie that was amazing um has has had these poor sequels but I mean you could say the same thing for Jaws however Jaws holds a a dear place in my heart so even the sequels I quite enjoy except maybe four in in saying that I I do think in Jaws there's definitely when they um do the sequels, there's definitely an attempt. Yeah, yeah. Like in the second one, I think that's a genuine attempt to like continue the story. Mm. And it's it's I, I don't even I don't even actually think I know some people don't like the second one, but I actually don't mind it personally. Oh, I agree. Right. I agree. The third one, I, I think it was just like them trying to do, be as fun as possible. And then I think the fourth one was even like, and I know the fourth one is the one that get panned the most, but I think it's the one to um where they were trying to bring it back to like a more dramatic family, like thriller kind of like as sort of storyline. Mm. But with Blake Placid, you had like this, the first one's genuinely like an actual like suspenseful yeah, horror. Brilliant. Yeah. Cause you they're they're right next to the lake and you don't know when the crocodile is and how it moves and stuff. So you've got all these sequences, like even the bit where they're like running around the forest section at night, you're like, oh one of these guys is totally going to bite it. And then none of them actually do in this section, but it was like, it's like, it's, it's the fact that it was able to set up that suspense, but then in like all the seagulls it's straight. All right. It's like, yeah, as you said, it just jumps straight into that one Sharknado area where they were just like CGI crocodiles. We're going to highlight all these kills. This character is going to act particularly like a dickhead right now at this moment. Guess what's going to happen to him next. Uh, it was it, it, it terrible as well because there've been some great crocodile movies as well. Um, 
I was I was I was gonna say crawl, but that was alligators one. Oh, the, it was an alligator anyway. Was it an alligator in Lake Placid or crocodile? Uh, no, it's crocodile. Yeah, it's not American. It's an African alligator. Mm, yes, you're right. Because um, uh, Betty White's husband um fucking brought it back. Uh, sorry, cut the swear word. Sorry. No, you can swear. You can swear in here. <laughs> Great. Betty White's husband just brings it back apparently for no reason. Um, a, a series that doesn't need a sequel is, um, and this might get me in a little trouble because I know people love this franchise. Uh, Texas Chainsaw, just it's it's done. Leave it alone. It was it was done years ago. It's just like honest question. When was the last time we had a good Texas Chainsaw movie? Personally, I like. No, actually, do you know what? I don't like the first one. I appreciate it, but it makes me feel grimy watching it. I don't, mm. do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like, I can really appreciate it as a horror film, but I, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I understand what you're saying, but like, yeah. And the second one is good, despite the fact that it's a completely different film. And then from there is that, on, pers- is that the one with the car surfing? Yes, I think so. Yeah, it's basically a comedy. It's a completely different. It's, it's a completely different, great, <laughs> different thing. But it it, it works. It absolutely mm-hmm. works. Um, but um, yeah, rolling on, rolling on from there. That hasn't that hasn't been a, a a good one at all. Actually, I tell a lie. Leatherface was fine, but you know, it, they didn't need to make it. No, I just, I just every single one I've seen, I, I just it's kind of just this thing that like it comes out and then the internet sort of like massively like you don't know what's coming out there's no like real as as far as i can tell there's no real anticipation for like similar to halloween or or whatever the only Mm. way i I find out that new ones come out is because everyone's online just bitching about it (laughs) and it's just like it's like oh do i want to watch this thing that apparently everyone hates or do i want to just like it's just not do that it's like i just think it's it's done as a series and it should maybe should stop or at the very least take a take a heavy break yeah i mean there was there was the recent one and it's 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 got the sort of bones of an idea Mm. but they just don't didn't know what they were doing with it yeah i don't i don't think they understood what messages they were trying to say half the time no yeah and the thing i think part of the problem with with that is the t- trying to turn leatherface into a michael myers alike but he was never that he 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 was always um if anything well if anything i'd say he's one of the least scary parts of the of the first film because it's the anyway you know what we're gonna we could talk all day i think about yeah (laughs) yeah um we better keep we better keep rolling forward so what is your favorite franchise my favorite oh alien oh good yeah um yeah the alien movies rock solid i know i know the latest ones have been kind of controversial a little bit but it's just all of them as far as i'm concerned are good like even the bad ones are kind of like have some fun or very interesting aspects of them. I'm a big fan of, of Resurrection, actually. I, I really like Alien Resurrection. Um, mm. 
I like Brad Dourif hamming it up in it. I think it's, uh, we it's a good lead. movie. That was meant to lead in. Fun fact about that. That was actually meant to lead into Alien 5. where uh, James Cameron was going to come back. Do you know why he didn't? No. Because Alien vs. Predator was in the works. And he was like, no, nope. if you do this, I'm not touching the franchise again. Yeah, I think... Um... Actually, I did listen to another podcast recently that was actually about this film, and I think it did continue that story in comic book form. Um, you can, you can, you can read that. I think. Um, actually, I think, I think it rolls. I think I it rolls into I, Alien versus Predator versus Terminator. No, um, so there is a storyline that because, like, if you go into the, I do know quite a bit about Aliens, so <laughs> I can actually tell you that. Um, if you go. Uh, that path it it is it does roll into Alien vs Predator vs Terminator, right? That's okay. not that wasn't James Cameron's like planned sequel. No, just, uh, no, I just yeah. I just I just meant it does it does there is a continuation from that story. I'm also pretty sure there's like other uh, continuations that they do. Yeah, because like Alien has like this vast mythos, and it's a very constant like like oddly evolving and changing, mm. like. But it does this really interesting thing where it just adds the new things to Mythos without like questioning it at all. Like I remember yeah. when Xeno One was first introducing, like, oh, these terrible creatures are on Xeno One, and then which, in case you didn't know, that's a in the like the expanded like alien universe. It's mm-hmm. an alien homeworld. Oh right, okay, yeah. But like, in order for like aliens to have a homeworld, there has to be like way deadlier creatures on the planet because otherwise the aliens obviously just take over and then mm-hmm. hibernate <laughs> kind of like well they they not really hibernate but they do their thing mm-hmm. um so yeah like xeno one and then i think prometheus came out and so then they just changed it and they're like yeah there's there's obviously there's engineers on <laughs> on um <laughs> xeno on uh space jockeys they were always engineers what are you what are you talking about <laughs> It's quite. It's become quite a complicated franchise, hasn't it? <laughs> it? It is, but like, it's got so many just good stories in it. No, you're right. It's it, it, it's a good franchise, and it hasn't, despite the fact that maybe people don't like Prometheus and um, mm. is it Co- Covenant? Covenant, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they're still not lacking in terrible. You know. Uh, Let's keep going. <laughs> right. What's uh, the worst horror movie you've seen? So I actually spent a really long time thinking about this answer, not because I wanted to get the correct one, but because a movie did come to mind, but I couldn't find it. All right. Okay. And so I picked one that's in a, that has the same flaws that I found with this movie, which mm-hmm. is the Netflix original, The Open House. Which um is boring. It's just it's just boring. It's yeah, like, I never got around to watching it. Cool, don't. It's not. Maybe watch like a YouTube <laughs> video. It's just yeah. you know with like horror movies, you can go like one of two ways. It can be either like a generally good horror movie, right? Mm-hmm. Or you can go the uh, other way with like um, Jack Frost, where it's like hilarious. It's like mm-hmm. it's, it's bad, but because it's bad, we can view it and enjoy it. Yeah, um, yeah. Open House House really suffers from um, nothing interesting. Just nothing no time. really. Yeah. 
Yeah. No tension. There was a movie that was worse than that, but I just, I couldn't find it because no one wrote about it because it was boring, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I spent like, spent like two lunch breaks, just like typing it into my phone, like things that happened in the movie to try and find the title. And I just, just everyone decided, yeah, probably nothing to write about here. It was that bad. It's been lost to the annals of time. (laughs) Wasn't, wasn't really lost. It was just like, not cared about enough to keep. Like <laughs> um, somebody wants it. <laughs> so uh, the well, the final question is: um, What is your favorite horror movie? Oh, Jaws. Oh, good. Oh, we good? No, oh, no, that's sorry. That's the end of the show of questions. Yeah, no. Uh, obviously, I, I've already mentioned that um, my first horror movie, and I fell in love with was Jaws, and it's just one of those movies that like it's so good to come back to. Like there's so mm-hmm. much depth and exploration to these characters on my YouTube channel. I've actually done two videos on it already and I'm planning to do more because it's just like, there's so many details and layers mm-hmm. into this movie as you just like go yeah. further. And further. Not yeah, to spend too much time because I don't want to spoil your hundredth episode for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully we get there. Um, mm. Hopefully I get to, well, if I never get to a hundred, the last episode that I that, that I do, if 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 I have to roll it, if I have to roll it out, then um, mm. you know, Jaws will be the one that I do because, um, like I say, it's personally my favorite movie, not even horror movie. It's just my favorite movie of all time. It's, um, uh, I guess, it's just stuck with me. Mm. I enjoyed it as a kid, but for not the same reasons I enjoy it as an adult. Um, mm. And it's probably one of my most quoted. Ugh. Anyway, you know, the thing is I could spend forever on Jaws with you, but um, I feel like we've talked a lot anyway. So um, yeah. let us get into... Um... No, I've, I've done things wrong. Right, so that is the first slice of bread in this uh, horror sandwich. So moving on from there, we're going to be talking about Saw from 2004. This uh, this franchise now has had uh, eight different sequels, one of which is um, an indirect sequel, as it were. Um, just sidetracking already before I get into this, I tried to watch the lore of this because I haven't, watched most of the franchise and it's very complicated <laughs> you could say that it's almost as if they made it up on the spot <laughs> <laughs> to be quite honest with you that's one of my problems with the Saw franchise uh, I've said quite a few times on here I'm not a big fan of the actual franchise itself this movie mm-hmm. is well we'll save the we'll save the review so this movie is directed by James Wan um who is obviously quite the famous director now. Um, the Conjuring movies, um, Aquaman. Yeah, very, very uh, interesting director. He actually um, kind of reset the horror franchise, like like the Hollywood pitches, because like he did this movie as Saw, and it was like, mm. everyone was like, oh, there's always got to be this amazing Trish and all this like soft core goal porn. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And everyone did that and then he, he kind of got sick of that and so he started doing like insidious and the conjuring and then everyone copied that too so it's like it really in terms of horror directors he's really helped drive the franchise the um the sort of genre forward um mm. 
yeah, he's he, he's been good, and I like his sort of well, they call it a sort of James Wanaverse, but I, I like that. <laughs> mm. Um, or is it the Conjuring Averse? Conjuring, well, uh, the Conjuring Universe, and then there's like yeah. the Saw Universe, but the Saw Universe is not like James Wan was only re- like really involved in the first film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've got that the story of the the story was by James Wan and Lee Whannell, but Lee Whannell mm-hmm. actually wrote the screenplay itself. It was budgeted at one point two million and box office at one hundred and three point nine million. So rather successful, mm. not quite re- reaching the dizzying heights of Paranormal Activity yet. I'll, I'm never going to be able to beat that. I don't think in terms of box office. But um, did Blair Witch beat it? No, um, I think Paranormal Activity still stands out as the highest, not highest grossing, but highest um, profit movie. Mm. Now, as I understand it from what I read, that this was um, a story that they've come up with, obviously, as a movie, but they couldn't necessarily get it made. So they made a low budget short film. To sh- but what I originally thought was it made the short film and then they made Saw from that. Um, but I think what- I think. Mm-hmm. From what I've seen in like interviews, they actually made the uh, short film with the uh, in complete intention of like trying to make a movie on the yeah. budget they could. And so yeah, I like- think that is what that is what I'm, that is sort of what I was trying to get at. But originally, I thought that they had made that just as look, you know, this here's a thing that we've done, but they made it with the intention of like what you just said of actually making a film. Mm. So this stars uh, Lee Winnell as Adam who he does a delightful American accent in this, like, because um, I watched some interviews with him and obviously he's Australian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think he's, uh, from what I read, he don't think he's necessarily a trained actor. I don't know. Uh, I might be wrong on that. Anyway, moving on. Carrie Elwes <laughs> as Lawrence, uh, Dr. Lawrence. Uh, Danny Glover as Detective David Tapp. Michael Emerson as... Zep Hindle and of course Tobin Bell as Jigsaw mm. right so let's start getting into the plot here so we start with a man underwater uh, he wakes up and we see something rush down the plug hole he shouts help and we decide that no we don't decide we discover that someone else is in the room and they say don't yell there? Hey! Shit, I'm probably dead. You're not dead. Who's that? Who's that? There's no point in yelling. I already tried that. Turn on the lights! I would if I could. What the fuck is going on? Where am I? I don't know yet. There's no lights, but then the lights do come on. He finds a light switch, and we find that there's two men chained up in a filthy bathroom. There is a dead body in the middle of the floor. We discover that one of the people is called Dr. Lawrence Gordon. Why have I written blue shirt? He's wearing a blue shirt. Yeah, I think he is wearing a blue shirt, but I... I don't know why I've written it. I don't know how that's relevant. (laughs) I think we have blue shirt and white shirt, but... um... Why have I written blue shirt? That's weird technically red shirt at, at, at this point <laughs> the thing is because i write things in bullet points i don't write it out as full plot i write everything down in bullet points 
and, and I've written I've written blue shirt for some reason. Uh, anyway, he is wearing a blue shirt. Let's not get focused on that. He, the both people start trying to remove the chains, and neither of one of them seems to know how they got there. Adam plays up the old. Oh, sorry, the other guy's called Adam. He yep. plays up the old check for your kidneys, which is a pretty old school story. That uh, you woke up in a back of the ice with no. Yeah, in, in his defense, he did. He did write in wake up in the um in the bath. literal urban legend. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. But luckily, his kidneys are still there. Mm. We obviously try to figure out why they're here. What they do see on the wall is that there's a brand new clock, which is obviously stands out because the bathroom itself is um, rather dingy. Obviously, the doors are locked. Adam finds a dictaphone cassette on him, and the doctor has one too. Do we know the doors were locked? Yeah, they do. They check. I thought the... Okay. Yeah, no, um, Lawrence tries the doors. Do- the doctor tries the door, ah, but yeah. um, it yeah, doesn't open. Sense. It doesn't open. Uh, the doctor also has a key, uh, but uh, of course it doesn't open the chains. Um, not sure why they expected that to happen. Um, imagine that. That would have been brilliant. Oh, this key's for the chains. Right. Oh, that's this was, <laughs> I, I read about this saw guy on the, on the news, but apparently his traps weren't so hard. Here we go. <laughs> Don't know what everyone else was not complaining about because of the murders, but... Escape room done. You left the key in my pocket. This is terrible. Sitting there, sitting there going, I want a better trap. You've just got like Jake Sir in the, in the middle of the room. You just hear him go, shit, I swapped the keys around. Oh my God. How could I make such a mistake? Like I say, it doesn't open the chains. Um, the cops in the middle of the room is holding a dictaphone and um, Adam creates a shirt-plug-hook combo, which uh, mm. I quite gets a pretty decent shot, manages to actually hook it. Adam plays the tape. We hear the sort of the jigsaw voice. He basically, the, the, Adam's tape tells him he, he's going to die uh, for, being, for being a voyeur. We're doing the worst profession in the world. Taking pictures of people. <laughs> oh, I'm no. I actually am a photographer, so that's, that's not good news for me. Oh, no. A real-life Peter Parker. Um, um, but it's also, it also kind of like... Uh, I might get into that later, actually. <laughs> the doctor's tape basically tells him to kill Adam. Dr. Gordon, this is your wake-up call. Every day of your working life, you have given people the news that they're going to die soon. Now you will be the cause of death. Your aim in this game is to kill Adam. You have until six on the clock to do it. It's 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 really good though because it like it allows them to instantly like set the natural end point for the movie. Yeah, whatever happens in this room. The intent, the reason they're there, the whole intention surrounding that is to get one of these guys to kill the other. And so it's not like you don't really have to do this, like you don't have to do this false setup, like a lot of movies do, where they get angry at each other and maybe they worry you're worried they're gonna push too far. It instantly sets up. It's like, no, the reason they're there are to kill each other essentially. So if they do get angry with each other, they are gonna get close to that point. And that's a really good way to just 
in my opinion at least it's a, it was a really good way to just set up that suspense prepare it for the rest of the movie mm, you're right it's good sorry not not to interrupt i just thought it would be no no yeah, no i i, I told you to do that my my brain just my brain just switched off for a second because i was listening to you and then i don't know what happened <laughs> that's okay man yeah so uh they're told that um basically or sorry the doctor is told that he needs to kill adam by 6 p.m otherwise his wife and kids will die they're also told to follow your heart it turns out there's a heart on the toilet um that's in there and adam checks and it's pretty shitty toilet in terms of i i think there's actual shit in there um and his hands are mysteriously clean for the rest of the movie well well relatively well he he then checks the system which you you should have checked first but the (laughs) system But the the cistern is, of course, is full of clean water. It will be full of clean water. So yeah, that's that's a fair he, point. He may have washed his hands there first, but you know, check there. For, but it, I have written down that he does need to wash his hands because, despite the fact that you don't, I, I just have to assume that he did wash his hands in the cistern. Um, but you don't actually see that happen. Would it- would have been really good if they just like added in the background sound as he like stuck his hand in, just the doctor going, Ooh. What are you doing? I'm washing my hands. I don't want poop on them. I also suggests that somebody use that pot. Yeah, this, that's a fair point. This bathroom has not been used in a long time. Well, it's just it's just John Kramer does not like photographers. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm gonna make sure that he is next to this shit all day. You don't even check if it flushes. Why did you check if it flushes first? In in his defense, I don't think that would be his priority. Like waking up in a bathtub underwater, you'd be like, oh, <laughs> should I flush? And also you wouldn't, you'd be worried that like maybe if there is something that you missed, if you flushed it, you'd flush it away. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so it turns in the cistern is a plastic bag with two hacksaws in, but we see that Adam can obviously see something else in the bag so he throws the bag not so secretly into the um bath um he tries to use his hacksaw to break his chains um and obviously he throws the hacksaw over to the doctor who also tries as well adam's hacksaw breaks now what i will say here is if i if i have to pick up something being annoying I cannot understand why they're trying to cut through the chains. Um, like cut through the padlock. It is a smaller, it is a smaller piece of metal. You're not going to have to cut through two piece links of chain. Um, I think the logic is just to establish that this isn't going to work because if, you, if you're going down the angle of like cut the padlock, right. You've also got the angles like, why wasn't Adam just like yanking that pole until it came off this like, because sure, sure, he can't he can't break steel. Yeah, but he could, yeah. He could certainly pull it out of like a wooden wall. Yeah, I mean these wall. are these are the things that we pick up later. I mean, and it's just mm. it's just I poke a little bit of fun at it. I mean, ultimately, like you say, his hacksaw breaks anyway, so it's obviously a useless hacksaw. Good enough for bone, though. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. So obviously, the doctor says, oh, "I don't think we're actually supposed to cut through the chains. I think we're supposed to cut through our leg." And then he goes, oh, I know who did this. 
And then he tells his own backstory of a detective coming to the hospital where he works and them taking him to the police station. And they just give him shitloads of information about Jigsaw. Yeah, just <laughs> immediately. It's it's kind of weird because it's implied that the the tech in, in my mind it's it's one of those things where the detective is like he he's a hundred percent convinced he's like I think this guy's Jigsaw, right? And so he's trying to like get a reaction out of him, but also it's like it, it follows that um the detective isn't a great detective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like it's like no, you shouldn't. You should if you think he's Jigsaw, you should be lying. And yeah, being like. Yeah, Jigsaw just came in and shot this guy out who escaped his challenge. What a dick. Because then, like, the real Jigsaw, who's, like, clearly developed this passion, we'd be like, no, he didn't. And then, yeah, that makes like, I think sense. that's also why they 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 show him, like, Amanda Young's backstory. Because he's just like, yeah, I want to I want to watch this guy. I want to get a reaction out of him so that I can point to that and be like, that's, that's my evidence. It still doesn't make any sense, though, does it? Um... <laughs> No, so I, I do get the in-universe logic. It's just that. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, it, you're right. I think I'm just picking holes at it for a bit of fun. Anyway, so we do see some of the traps that uh, Jigsaw set up. So there's a barbed wire tunnel or razor wire, as they call it in America. I don't know. Do you call it razor wire or barbed wire? I'm not in America. I'm in Australia, dude. No, I, I know. So yeah, that's why I'm I say barbed that's wire. That's why I'm asking. Barbed wire. Yeah. I don't know whether you call it barbed wire or razor wire. Although I don't know if there's a difference actually, because I think razor wire is more razory than barbed. Hmm. Um. I, I assumed it was just like. I don't think it really matters. A different, like full autumn kind of deal. Anyway, so it turned out that this guy was somewhat suicidal. So he says to him, "You know, um, you've cut yourself in the past, but if you want to, you want to live, you're going to have to cut yourself a lot of times." Um. But of course, the guy doesn't actually get out totally unrealistic i don't know what jigsaw was like jigsaw gives everyone a chance no he wasn't <laughs> yeah he, he didn't give him any chance at all to get out of this and the man has a jigsaw piece cut out of him let's see the we show another one who mark a guy called mark who uh, is pretending to be sick he's got told he's got poison inside him um, and there's a safe with the antidote and lots of combinations on the wall. He's covered in a fire flammable substance and only with a candle. Um, and of course, he burns himself to death. That one is more escapable. Yeah, that one, that one, that one. On I think on 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 like appearance, it's more escapable, but yeah. it's also not because you've got like millions of different combinations on the wall. Essentially, and you're just like you don't have time. It's not a big candle, is it? And it turns out that Jigsaw's watching. The daft thing about the film here is the hole that they show him watching through is incredibly obvious with a very bright light shine. Hey! You've just got like you just got like the flame guy doing his candle, and he just turns and he just sees Jigsaw like. So yeah, that that didn't make sense because this is an audio podcast. I was <laughs> waving and smiling like a weirdo. Let it be noted that he was waving and smiling like a weirdo. <laughs> Only time you see him smiling in the franchise, it's just unfortunate that that was a deleted scene. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Why do we... Have I gone out of order here? Next is uh, Amanda's... Uh, he, he, they take him to see Amanda's testimony. Yeah, but I've got the doctor being at work. The doctor's at work and he's talking about cancer. Um, and the, order, the orderly is there saying oh. his name is John. Yeah. 
That would be right. That is that is before the sequence. Is it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is because it's 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 what leads them to it. They found his pen. Oh no 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 no! You're right. It's after. It's after because okay. at the fire one, they find his pen, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So that that's when the detectives show up, but it's sort of out of sequence, isn't it? Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Fine. Yeah. So they basically find his pen light at the at the fire at the fire one. But it, anyway, it turns out that he actually has been sort of screwing around, and he does have a pretty solid alibi. And then we're shown Amanda's backstory. Hello, Amanda. Hello, Amanda. They basically let the doctor listen to her statement, <laughs> which again, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying now. You've explained it a bit more, but yeah, what me watching it at this moment, I was going, "This is weird. Why are they letting him do?" Well, this? if if you watch the scene, I'm pretty sure Donald Glover's character is just—he's not looking at Amanda. He's just looking at the um doctor the entire yeah. time yeah. and then the you just the, the camera like slowly looks at the doctor's face as this is going like after she finishes telling and it's like yeah no that's just to show you as the audience it's like yeah you're viewing the reaction yeah so i think amanda's amanda's saw trap might be the most famous saw trap as far as i'm concerned she's got this sort of reverse bear trap on her head Basically, she's told that unless she unlocks the bear trap, it's going to rip her head off. And there was a key in a dead body in the room, except that he's not a dead body, but she sort of she chooses life, her own life over his life. Uh, it's not particularly clear if she realises whether he's alive or not. I think perhaps she does. But also, it's just it kind of follows like something I'll get into a little bit later when we get up to the sequence that like, this iteration of Jigsaw doesn't yeah. actually care that much about preserving life. He's 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 kind of hypocritical. Yeah. He's like, yeah, no, I give everyone a chance, but it's like that guy didn't have a chance. Like, I think the only he, he gets injected with this stuff so he can't move any muscle in his body. Right. The only thing he can move is his eyes. And it's like, no, he didn't he didn't have a chance. He could just witness this thing happen to him as he died. And it's like, yeah, no, he doesn't. He gives the people he wants a chance. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think moving forward in the films, there is a reason. I think there is a reason why that it's that particular guy who's definitely supposed to die. Anyway, but Amanda goes on to say, oh, no, I tell a lie. The puppet comes into the room on the tricycle. The doll's called Billy, right? Yep. Is that at some point actually confirmed in the movies that the doll was called Billy or have we just called it that? I think everyone's just called it that, but James Wan and uh, Lee Ronell call it that oh, because right, okay. there's a uh, special feature in, um, uh, I forgot the name of the movie, the puppet one they did, where um, Billy actually appears in that one as well. Oh. And it was like a little Easter egg. Oh, there you go. Um, Amanda goes on to say that she obviously feels somewhat helped. I guess she does feel like she's um, given a new lease on life. So we go back to the bathroom again. Which is turns why out... she can go to therapy. Um, yeah, you were saying. <laughs> Very true. It turns out there's a two-way mirror, which they managed to smash most of, and there's a camera behind there. Oh, guess what? Someone's watching. The Doctor sort of admires Jigsaw, which is interesting. Uh, although I do quite like the line about the way that he perceives it as being like the way that he perceives conquering disease and stuff like that. You have to understand it to conquer it. I quite liked that. 
the doctor has a flashback to the last thing he said to his daughter. She's sort of going, oh, there's someone in my room. And she wants her dad. It's this kind of odd scene where it seems like he's more invested in his work than he is interested in his daughter. But then he does finish his work and obviously tucks her into bed. Mm. Um, he does the old little piggies. Um, so the, the last thing he says to her is tomorrow he's going to read her favourite story. Mm. Here's a bit of an argument with his wife. Obviously, she thinks he's not happy. He shows Adam pictures of his kids um, and there he says that there is another picture in there, that, but that's not there. And there's a Polaroid of his wife and daughter tied up. Um, but Adam does not reveal that. Because on the back of the photo, it says, what does it say? I don't really know. Um, I think it's. It doesn't matter. It, 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 basically, it basically tells them to turn the lights off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it, it turns out actually there was a guy in the kids' room. Um, mm. So that's how we know that they were tied up. There's good good scene here with a stethoscope. Um, well, basically, the kids are tied up, and we find out that it's uh, the orderly guy. Um, and he's doing this thing with a stethoscope where he's checking the kids' heart rate. Um, being being a bit of a creeper. It goes on, it goes on slightly longer than it needs to, enough, enough to make it uncomfortable. Just a little, um, it's it's also kind of weird because it's like he's sort of this is when I kind of knew he was gonna die. And it's kind of like a lead-in because he's established as like a in the other scene, he's established as like almost caring very much about the patients. Yeah. Because like yeah. he's like this patient, and then he's the one who's like, John. Yeah. And so, like, it kind of establishes him as, like, actually caring about people. But then next time you see him, he's just, like, gun to your mom's head. And it's just, like, what the, what the hell, dude? This is a bit <laughs> Who of a is this guy? Yeah. Let's see. So we then discover that Detective Tap is watching um, the doctor's house because, as you said, he suspects the doctor the whole time. Uh, and he's got, we'll just have to call it a crazy wall. Um mm which is just a wall of all sorts of jigsaw things. We get a detective flashback and he is in the flashback reviewing the tape from Amanda's killing, not killing. She doesn't, she survives um, trap. Um, in there, he sees some graffiti that he recognizes and they hear a fire alarm mm. that him and his, him and his uh, detective mate managed to, figure out just about where that is they get to jigsaw's lair uh, while they're there they have a little search around there's a shoebox sort of model of the bathroom trap that we're heavily invested in mm-hmm. um, including the doctor in his blue shirt it's, it's 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 just it's so important to the plot it was like does he does he is he in the blue shirt the entire time because don't they use a shirt to um, hook the tape? No, it's Adam uses his shirt to hook the tape. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't know. I don't know why I wrote down blue shirt earlier, but I'm glad I did. 
let's I'm gonna, see. I'm going to go back and watch this movie after this pod, after this podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to be like trying to figure out, spend the entire time just being like, okay, why did he write? Because clearly there's a reason. Why did I write it down? Mm. There must be a good reason that I wrote it down, but I do not know why. Unless I was, unless I was just going to say that he was in a blue shirt. That's probably all it was, you know. Mm. He's in. He's in a blue shirt. I remember he. It just. I remember the shirt because it's just it sweats so much. Like, yeah, yeah. there's something really good about this movie. They do realistically interpret how they end up in this movie because it's just the entire time they just yeah. wrenched in sweat. I remember well, like I, every time I watched it, just thinking, "Wow, that looks uncomfortable." I wrote down later. I will say it now, though, um, that he. He does. Adam doesn't have this, but he does steadily look iller and iller all the way through. In terms mm. of whatever they did for makeup with it, with it, with him, he looks worse and worse all the way through. It's yeah, he gets he gets more it's pale really well done. English. He does. He does. Yeah. Let's see. So like they discover the mass blood loss. <laughs> <laughs> they find Billy in the lair, and also a man in a in a drill trap. Basically, two drills mm. pointing at his head. Jigsaw shows up and they say, freeze. And uh, he he doesn't freeze. He makes the drills go. And he says, he says, you're going to have to unlock that drill with all these keys, um, which the other detective mate, not tap, he does try to start locking it. And then his brain suddenly goes, oh, wait, I've got a gun. Um, so, of course, he shoots the drills, which makes a lot more sense. Um <laughs> Tap gets his throat sliced. Um, and so the other detective chases after um, after Jigsaw. He shoots him and Jigsaw falls over. Uh, but then he walks forward to tra- check on him. But there's a tripwire with shotguns in the ceiling and he gets deaded. It's actually, in, in my opinion, this is like a really interesting sequence, right? Yeah. Because it really... It establishes the danger of Jigsaw as a character, right? Yeah. When you in the in the lead into the scene, it's like he's like so far he's been established as this guy, where it's like his entire thing is like I test people and then I prove that they live. But this guy, this guy in his like uh, warehouse, he's straight up like you're going to die, but your life will serve a much bigger purpose, so that I can test exactly how much the drills pressure the drills need to crack open a skull. And then you get that like sequence where the, the cop's like, you're a monster and all that. And he's like, I'm just sick of you all. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's it, it, it's it's the only time he really acts and behaves like this in the series, where he's like, he's not trying to help people. And it really comes through that, like, no, this for, for him, this isn't about helping people. He's just a bit a bit of dickhead. He's just he has cancer and he's he's very salty about that. Yeah. And he's taking it out on everybody. He doesn't, yeah. he, he truly, it, it, at this stage, I don't think he actually cares if he, if his victims survive or not. It's about putting them through pain, justifying their life through pain. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's, um... It also shows like this detail of hypocrisy in that, like, he's all about giving everyone like a fair chance to live. But then as soon as like his life is like on the line, He's willing to slit someone's throat and then trap someone with a shotgun. Yeah, he's uh, in that particular case. He's, he wasn't bothered about killing mm. the detective as long as his 
his life continued in in, in that way. Um, mm. And obviously, it's like a lot of horror films, a lot of franchises. They obviously later on, as soon as the second re re, re rejig that and oh rejig that's that's uh, that's clever wordplay. Um, <laughs> and they, um, you know, they obviously change change that sort of trait about him really, mm. and it becomes it becomes more. He's still a prick, but more honourable in that way. Um, well, I'm, I'm personally, I'm actually currently doing a, a video lining his like character growth. Yeah, and it, yeah. it does almost make sense until you put um, Jigsaw in the saga because it's like Jigsaw just pulls it fails everything. It just like. It's like you could almost argue that, like, yeah, no, the character he becomes in two is could be a response to what happens in one. Yeah. And then the character he becomes in three, and essentially the rest of them is a response to what happens in two. But then Jigsaw just kind of like makes it, it changes all that. Yeah, yeah. And then like four, five, and six, when they start retconning his history, it continues to make him just fall apart. Because it's like, yeah. he always had this philosophy for this reason. Actually, it was this reason over here. Nope, it was this reason over here. And it's just like, you guys should you guys should definitely plan this a lot better. Yeah, and as I recall in Jigsaw, it shows a little bit of character growth anyway of this character, which given Saw, it should already have this sort of... Uh, yeah. Move, ...moved on more of as, uh, as a character because he does... If I remember in Jigsaw, he does ultimately feel feel sorry for somebody and and yeah yeah he in, in Jigsaw he even has that line we don't do this out of anger which would be like yeah if you if you put this movie between Saw one and two it would make perfect sense yeah. Yeah. the issue is that in that movie uh, another character points out that all these traps happened before one and so for mm. him to get that development he'd have to like instantly get it forget Weird. about it and then relearn it anyway it turns out <laughs> let's keep going <laughs> it turns out that jigsaw's fine and that's the end of the flashback and uh the detective's like i'm gonna fucking get you dr jigsaw guy even though it's we know it's not him uh we're back nothing to else but <laughs> we're back to the bathroom and adam says hey why don't you turn off the lights and the other guy's like um that's I don't know why we're going to do that. Yeah, just do it, probably, because I think it's a good idea. Uh, anyway, so he does. And uh, it, oh, there's a glow-in-the-dark X on the wall. Go, hey, why didn't we see that before? Because it needs charging up. Oh, yes, it does. Um, and inside uh, this X on the wall, she's just behind loose tiles or smashy tiles, uh, is a lockbox. Hey, look, the key from earlier, they didn't unlock the chains. That unlocks the uh, lockbox, which inside is a phone, a lighter, a couple of smokes, and a note. And the note says, look, you don't, the cigarettes are fine, but it, more cryptically than this, but let's just move past it. Because, But hey, there's poison in the blood on the floor. You could get Adam to smoke this and then he'd he be dead. Dip the cigarette in the blood without the guy you can't control seeing you very clearly doing in front of him and then chuck him the cigarette 
and then have him not go, dude, what the fuck? There's fucking blood on this. No, you wanted it. Just smoke it. Just smoke it. <laughs> but, but it. Wasn't, there, wasn't there poison in the blood on the floor? Just smoke it. It's my blood. Don't worry, but just smoke it. Not even, not even like with the, on the on the blood on the floor. It's just like there's blood on this cigarette. I'm not smoking this cigarette. Come on, the blood's not the worst thing in that cigarette. Yeah, uh, come on, you. There's plenty oh. of carcinogens in there. If I, if anything, you've, I've you've got a point. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out the phone only receives uh, phone calls, and the doctor sort of vaguely remembers how exactly he ended up there, which is he's in a garage, and a pig face person attacks him. Then the doctor's like, how did you know to turn the lights off? And then uh, Adam reveals the fact that he found this photo that says switch the lights off. Oh, by the way, your wife and kid are um, tied up. I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want um, to freak you out in this incredibly stressful situation, but your kids are in danger. We can't, We already knew that, but now we've got confirmation. So chill, man. Why are you acting so angry? <laughs> Stop acting angry, dude. Um, so he dips the smokes in the poison and then he switches the lights off. And then while the lights are off, different order. <laughs> while, while the lights are off, he goes, I'm just gonna like sort of give you this cigarette and it's a poison in it. You smoke it, and then you're gonna die. All right, then I'll do that. So then Adam smokes this cigarette with um Adam smokes this cigarette in the most dramatic way possible and then feigns himself dying. And then the guy's like, there, I killed him. So let me out. Uh, but then Adam gets electrocuted. Um, and uh, was, oh, dear. There, I've done it. I've killed him with the poison, just like you wanted. Now, where's my family? Where are they? God, I really went off on a weird tangent there. My brain went, didn't it? Adam has his own flashback, uh, which turns out he was a photographer taking pictures of the doctor. His own lights go out um, and he does this thing where he's using his camera to flash dark, which is really, really great. He sees Billy in the chair and then he does one last flash into his own cupboard. Don't investigate the cupboard. Just leave it. Just, There's nobody just leave, in. Like if you found Billy in your apartment and lights are out, just... Do you have Just a weapon? Just get out, man. Just leave. Just leave. No, I'm investigating the cupboard. And anyway, he flashes it and there's pig face again. What's the mm. significance of the pig face? I'll never know. I'm sure you I'm sure you know, but I don't. Uh I did I did look into it, but I, I think it's just like butchering people, but I I couldn't really <laughs> interpret it that well. What is the significance of the pig face? Um the phone rings and hear the doctor's kids on the phone going, all right, dad. But but more panicky than that. Mm. Uh, the wife goes on the phone and she's like, look, don't believe anything Adam says. And the, the doc's like, hey, my wife says I should believe you. Larry. Allie. 
Is Adam there? Well, how do you know? Allie, what is going on? Don't believe Adam's lies. He knows you. He knew all about you before today. <laughs> and um, anyway, it turns out that Adam had been taking pictures of him. And he's like, oh, I saw you go to the hotel room and have an affair with his student, I think she is. Yeah, she, she was one of the people in the uh, scenes, the flashback earlier. Yeah. While he's in the hotel room that he's at, he gets a phone call that says, oh, I know what you're doing. Okay. Um, and then it turns out that it's Detective Tap who was paying for the photos of the um, doctor. Wow. Brain died then. Just just a happy coincidence for Jigsaw that something he kind of needed done was already being done. Yeah. That's uh, weird. Uh, anyway, it turns out, um, I guess, like you said, though, he sort of set it up as the doctor being, he set the doctor up to be suspicious. And obviously mm. he, you know. he saw one thing and he determined his entire case based yeah. off that. And then he didn't. And that's like, it's, it's kind of like foreshadowed throughout the movie that he's not actually good at his job. Because you have like you have that going down, you have these other sequences where you're just obsessed over this one thing. But it's like, yeah, no, you don't. There was never any real evidence, and that's the reason why you got fired because you decided to just run with this thing, and then despite having no evidence at all, you kept going at it. And it's like that's not how police work works. It's not like you have a scene where Jigsaw's like slowly this like setting up the Doctor more and more. No, that's true. Yeah. Um... Yeah, he just decided to run with this theory. Are we getting there? So the doctor's like, I didn't cheat. And Adam says, I don't know why you're defending yourself to me. I don't care if you had a 15-hooker gangbang covered in peanut butter, um, which is a delightful line. Mm, mm. Pictures. Oh, yeah, so one of the pictures seems to show um, the orderly. Um, and then we sort of flick back to that. The wife pulls a bit of a Houdini. She manages to get herself out of a out of a bonds. She pretty much kicks his ass. Yeah. Um, takes his gun, but then he sort of uh, the gun. There's gunfire, but Tap actually manages to do something here. Shows up and sort of well, vaguely saves the day. Although doesn't really. He at least chases the guy out. He just um, like. He finds the guy and he's like, tell me exactly how Dr. Gordon is making you do this to his wife and kids. Yeah. Exactly. That, was a, that was a bad attempt at humor. Um, <laughs> oh, it was good. It was funny. No, you're right, though. That is his thing. Uh, it chases him down. Um, let's see. The doctor gets electrocuted, but it turns out he's not actually dead. The phone begins to ring, but at this point, as far as the doctor's concerned, his family's in a lot of trouble and um, he does begin to fucking crack basically we go back to the chase uh, that continues um while the chase is continuing this is probably the most famous scene from this the doctor mm. chops off his foot yeah and in one of the things from saw movies which i've always said to people and pointed out is people will always refer back to this and say how gross it is you know Oh, you know, it's like, but actually, you don't really see anything. I actually think the the one in um Saw Three is way more disgusting because well, they, there's 
Tiny with this, you don't see. You see initial cut, and that's it. You don't see him actually take that foot off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah, it's... and then like in the third one, like he doesn't. He may not have cut off the foot, but you see the. the I think it's the third one. You see the uh, detective just smashing his ankle with this like. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Awesome thing to slide it out. It's like <laughs> that is so much more horrifying than 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 not seeing someone cut off their leg. So anyway, um, uh, let's see. Detective Tap gets shot. Um, so he's dead. Adam gets shot by the doctor because he wants to get out. The Zep guy shows up at the bathroom and he's like, look, you know, you shot him too late, basically. Oh, yeah. Well, he specifically says um, that it's not part of the rules, which we're like, we? like we're just saying. Too late. Why? It's the rules. Did we skip over the detective's death? No, I said Detective Tap got shot. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, do, 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 do. But Adam's not dead. Um, and he comes alive and beats the shit out of Zep with a with a cistern lid, which is probably more brutal than anything else in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> probably the most brutal thing. Um the doctor leaves saying, look, you know, I'm going to come back for you, even though he looks Which, like he's basically dead. He totally will. He 100% promises that he totally will. He's he, not going to not do that. <laughs> look, I'm not going to not do that. Are you sure? Because you look like you're dead. Look, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back. You sure? Remember. You said that someone else kind of fell for this philosophy and just died right in. You're not going to do that. Do you... <laughs> no. No. No, no, that's not going to happen. I won't show up in a later movie having become a part of this. Gordon's like, All I right. didn't think about it, but now that you mention it, um, <laughs> this blue shirt, it's, it's, it would look good on Billy, wouldn't it? I like your blue shirt. Can I have your blue shirt? No, it's very lucky. Um, now, we're building towards the twist here. Hmm. Which obviously we're gonna we're gonna spoil. What I will say is I totally forgot that Zep was in his own game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I must admit I, I I had it in my head that he had been convinced by Jigsaw that that was something yeah. that he needed that that was something that he needed to do. So I just had him in my head as he being one of these sort of. Um, apostles if you will or apprentice of jigsaw but he is playing his own game basically so he has to do all these things tie up you know the family or whatever you know are you willing to do this to save your own life Mm. um and yeah so anyway but obviously he's dead the the corpse gets up the corpse in the middle of the room stands up this is the big twist he pulls over, he pulls off prosthetics from his head because obviously he looked like he'd been shot. Um, he gets up, closes the door and Adam and says, Game over. Ah! Ah! Game over. Ah! Ah! Mm. And that is the end of the movie. <gasps> and he's just 
when he does that, he's just so glad that none of the obvious things that went wrong could have gone wrong. Like, can you imagine if like that scene where they're trying to hook the um the tape recorder, right? If they accidentally just like overthrew it too far and it just like got Jigsaw in the eye and it's just like, oh fuck. Yeah. No, it's um <laughs> would have been funny oh if they hadn't figured out to switch the lights off. I'm glad this played out the way I wanted it to play. And Matt, he's on the floor going, check the lights. Check the lights. Did you say something? No, I didn't say anything. No, someone said, I heard someone, check the light. Is that, is that guy breathing? <laughs> I think there is an answer to that. I think he does actually take a pill to knock himself out for a period yes, of time. I, I, I think I've seen that, yeah. It does give him the sort of look that he is dead. But all, all the same, there's, there's plenty of ways that could have gone wrong. Comes round right at the right time, though. Oh, Pillegs works exactly as I wanted it to. I don't know whether you need want to need to or want to say any more more about it because, you know, from a, like a ratings point of view, I'm sure you know it's for me. It's either a creative psychopath or it's shit. Um, yeah. And obviously, this movie is for me creative. a creative psychopath. Yeah, creative. This specifically, this Soul movie is a creative psychopath. Yeah. This um, Saw movie. And I think... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have any... I, I, I want to say that I don't I, I don't know whether I've said anything about it apart from run down the plot, but it to me it's one of the legacy horror movies. You know, there's a, there's a few is. that it's... stand out as legacy movies, and this is this is one of them. It's, it's, it's ironically though also one of those movies where I feel like it, it. I could have just said this, but does not need a sequel. Like, hmm. yeah. First Although one I was think really good. I think and I quite then, enjoy Saw too. Hmm. I have but a then. tiny bit of nostalgia for that one because it's the one that I like, and I to a degree I do enjoy them because I've I've gone through and seen them all, and I've even done like a whole research to a video on about it on my YouTube channel, but. It's just such a messy series. It is, yeah. It is. There's, there's, there's like three or four reasons why he tests people at this point. He's like, hey, I was in this car crash and that's where I got my philosophy. Nope, it, it was cancer. No, it, it, was, it was my wife getting stabbed. Yeah, that, well, yeah. Because like I say, I did, try, I did go down a sort of saw law before we did this to see if I could pick anything out. But like you say, there's a lot of different stuff but i agree with you. they could have ended at this one right so mm. let's move on to the facebook comments which um there's actually quite a few this time mm. which, which is new <laughs> so nick said a masterful twist ending which is right he, he's right on that one <laughs> mm. um brie said so many good quotes um I don't give a crap if you covered yourself in peanut and had a peanut butter and had a 15 hook up a gangbang, which is right. That is a delightful one. <laughs> delightful, delightful thing to repeat. <laughs> it is a good line now. Fortunately, just very little context where you can use it. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly not. A, uh, I mean, it is a good quote, but like you say, it's not quotable in life. <laughs> uh, maybe it is. It's fun so to say. Not in yeah. public. 
uh, Matthew from American Werewolf London said, great film and great franchise. Eh, it is a great film. I don't agree with the franchise thing, Matthew, but we're not gatekeepers here. You are allowed to like anything you want. Um, yes, except for Open House. I, I will openly <laughs> mock anyone who likes that movie. I won't, but I, I will. I don't think I've heard anyone who likes that movie. Um, <laughs> Andy says, brilliant film. In fact, I go so far as to say a masterpiece of the new look horror genre. Yes, you're right. But he also has, he also added, uh, the rest can go down the toilet for all I care. <laughs> Which, he's uh, also right. <laughs> he's also right. But also and, no, because uh, there is there is some fun elements about the later ones. It's just not, don't go into it for story. No, right. And Matthew said, uh, the first horror film I really loved. So, hmm. yeah. Um, great. Good stuff. Right. So that was the filling in the horror sandwich. So all we need to do now, what filling are you having in your horror sandwich? What, um, where would you go? What, what's, what sandwich do you like? Oh, cheese? Uh, ham and cheese. Ham and cheese, right. Okay, so uh, we're having uh, ham and cheese. Uh, so now we just need to find... Sorry, that was weird. I've really gone on the sandwich thing. Um, right, so all we need to do is add the final piece of bread, So, which is the uh, last two questions. So what is a scary moment from a non-horror movie that you remember? Um, Shawshank Redemption. Um, so I did go through like a long list of different movies I wanted to pick. But I wasn't sure what would count as a horror movie. But Shawshank uh, Redemption has like these all these really tense scenes mm-hmm. because it's like repetitively these characters are not in a safe environment. Yes, right. Yeah. And 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 so like you just you get all these like the one that first comes to mind is that scene when the warden arranges to meet um uh the kid outside the prison gate and you're like oh oh he's in danger now yeah right. yeah uh, he, he's getting arranged to meet out here yeah it's intense and yeah. you're just like oh and that's a really like terrifying suspenseful scene and okay so the last question is if you could make a non-horror movie a horror movie what would you choose Gosh, uh i didn't choose a movie i actually choose chose a tv show Okay. Uh, Gossip Girl, because what the hell? Just like, just from the perspective of Gossip Girl, just like this, not even like a, not even like a, a stabby horror movie, just this one person collectively, specifically spying on this group of teenagers. Yeah. So that they can just talk shit about them online. <laughs> Sounds like a great horror movie. It does sound like a great horror movie. It's just like you just like it's like once again, it's not even like don't even make it like a murder stab or anything, just like that. Just like make it about this one person who's like, I'm so obsessed with their social life and everything that's going on with them. Yeah, you're right. No, it's so I must admit, I thought initially you just wanted to kill the guest, but no, you're right, actually. <laughs> no, it's yeah, the premise itself is creepy enough. No, it does. No, it works out. No, it works. Like, it works out. I just I just thought that show had done you wrong. You were like, right, I'm going to kill these people. <laughs> like the ending, I think in the end, it's revealed that um Dan is Gossip Girl. And I'm just surprised that like no one in the room was like, what the fuck, Dan? You fucking creep. You goddamn creep. What are you, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you telling everyone online about our sex lives? Look, 
XOXO. That's all I know about that show. Ah, damn. Not a good show. Right. Okay. So that is the final slice of bread in the horror sandwich. Um, But because it's a horror sandwich, I'm going to have to ruin it for you. What? Go on. Can I say my YouTube uh, channel? Yeah, oh yeah, we'll get to we'll, Don't worry, I'll get to that. Uh, yeah. That's the final slice of bread in the horror sandwich. But like I say, because it's a horror sandwich, I'm going to ruin it for you. Uh, gluten-free bread? <laughs> nope, had enough gluten-free bread. Nope. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> Doing it. That'll ruin that for you. Um, yeah, so um, you might as well, yeah. What have you got to plug? You've got to your YouTube channel. Oh uh, yeah, I've got a YouTube channel called Angry Eyes, and I do videos where I do deep dives into topics like this, where I talk about a lot of the time horror because horror is very good to dissect. I am currently working on a jigsaw philosophy video, just going through the philosophy of all the jigsaw movies in order and trying to make sense of it. It is quite maddening because they don't, and they keep overriding each other and trying to correct each other with no purpose whatsoever. But it was a fun experience, and I'm, I'm planning to release that soon. So that's Whoa. Angry Eyes, and yeah. Well, if you send me the link to that, then I will link it in the show notes. So everybody can go on and check that out, because and I'm going to go check that out after this, because um, mm. I always need more YouTube to watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, you might like right. my Jones videos. <laughs> and no doubt. Right, so thank you everybody for listening to this episode of Creative Psychopaths. What you can do is join the Facebook group, Creative Psychopaths, where each week I post what um, film I'm doing next. And while I'm here, I'll let you know what that's going to be. Um, La Lorna, next. I think that's how it's pronounced. Which one? (laughs) The, uh, The original one. Which, like I say, I'm going to put in the Facebook group so you can um, let me know if you've seen it and I will shout you out on here. And if you want to be on the show, then you can email me at creativepsychopathspod at gmail.com. And the last thing to say is bye. Bye.